Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Let the show begin. Damn. Y'all feel that? Oh. This is the Finesse Media Podcast. Season 3. Check it out. The number one show focusing on HBCU news. Hey. With guests, Ooh. entertainment, Ladies and, gentlemen. and surprise co-hosts. You put me in an awkward situation. Now, here is your host, Ken Finesse Media. Welcome to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast Season 3. I'm your host, Ken Finesse Media, giving it to you each and every week with something brand new. So if you join us this week, uh, you know that we're going to have someone on uh, that's finessing the game later in this episode. Uh, I reached out to my own girl, Karen. I'm like, yo, you're baking stuff and things looking amazing. Uh, do you ship those that know me and uh, that sat with me over meals? You know I'm a foodie. So I reached out to my girl, Karen Porter, CEO Baker uh, from Karen's uh, Bakery. With love from Karen. With love from Karen um, is joining us later in this episode. So I can't wait. Uh, I'm in the kitchen. We're going to be baking some brownies. Me, right? Baking brownies. So uh, we're going to be jumping in the kitchen. I got my wife right here. She's going to be holding it down here in the kitchen with me. So if you want to see this episode, make sure you check us out on our YouTube page, the Finesse Media Podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you subscribe. And also hit that bell so you'll be notified when new episodes are released. And as you know, as you know, each and every week on the uh, Finesse Media Podcast, we spotlight HBCUs. Uh, last week, uh, shout out to Texas Southern University uh, down here from Texas. Uh, that was a HBCU uh, college for us last week, so thank you, Texas Southern. But this week, the HBCU of the week is Florida Agricultural Mechanical University, also known as FAMU. So joining us to talk about their experience um, with us on this episode is my girl, Rochelle Ramona. Can't wait to talk to her. I've known this girl uh, through the virtual space for so long, and I, I felt like uh, I feel like I, I know her uh, like we're family, so I can't wait to speak with her. I see that she's in queue. Uh, I already hollered at her offline saying I can't wait to chat. So my sister from Florida Agricultural Mechanical University, fam, you will be joining us to talk to uh, us and let you know her insight and her experience uh, from the HBCU. And shout out to the lady that's Alpha Kappa Alpha. She's also a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. Uh, incorporated. I think that's the beta alpha chapter. I might be getting this wrong. I'm not even going to get into that few, Rochelle. I see you. I'm not even going to get into that few. Well, uh, definitely. definitely. Uh, what happened, man? What's been going on with y'all? Uh, what a crazy time. We're still in this pandemic, but most recently, uh, Finesse Media Podcast was uh, spotlighted uh, on uh, a publication or in a publication, uh, Voyage Dallas. Check that publication out. Check our site, finessemediagroup.com. The link is there. 
and tell me what you think about that article, my interview uh, with Voyage Dallas uh, Magazine. Thank you so much for the feature, and uh, I appreciate it. Because as you know, uh, we talk to people that's finessing the game, and if I'm able to be spotlighted uh, from another publication that is finessing the game, then that's a great thing for me. So we're going to keep this thing rolling. Uh, we're getting ready to go into our HBCU segment, man, and each and every week, uh, like I say, uh, I enjoy you and having you on this show. <laughs> but also, I couldn't do it without my son, M. Richardson. She's the author of A Double Play Summer. Make sure you check that novel out. It is fantastic. It's a great read, A Double Play Summer. You can catch it on Amazon, Kindle, anywhere books are sold digitally. So make sure you support that. And then my other sponsor and the sponsor for this episode is Latrice Murray Reviews. So if you need your photography done, I know that we've been in this pandemic, so a lot of us haven't been really going outdoors. But, you know, she can pull up and practice the social distancing if you're in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, if not, the virtual options are there as well. So Latrice Murray Reviews, uh, we thank you for being uh, for, uh, you know, this podcast. And then also... Again, it's ready time for our HBCU of the week, so let's get into it. Historically black colleges and universities, commonly called HBCUs, are defined by the Higher Education Act of 1965 as any historically black college or university that was established prior to 1964 whose principal was and is the education of black Americans and that is accredited by a nationally recognized accrediting agency or association determined by the Secretary of Education. It's now time for the Finesse Media Podcast, HBCU of the Week. And as you know, it's my favorite part of the show. Each and every week, the Finesse Media Podcast spotlight another HBCU. Uh, and this week, as I mentioned already, our HBCU of the week is Florida Agricultural Mechanical University, also known as FAMU. Uh, FAMU is a public historically black university in Tallahassee, uh, Tallahassee, Florida, founded in 1887. It is located on the highest geographic hill in Tallahassee. It is also the third largest historically black college uh, university in the United States by enrollment and only, and it's only the it's only it's the only public historic black college university in Florida. You heard that it's the only HBCU in Florida. So joining me to talk uh, to me and to our listeners about their experience uh, at FAMU, uh, give it up for my girl Rochelle Ramona. What's up, sis? How you doing? Hey, hey, hey! What up, though? How are you? What's, what's up, man? What's up? What's up? It's late night. And I appreciate you for joining me and joining us on this episode of Finesse Media Podcast Season 3. Uh, since it's been a while since I've heard from you and talked with you, and I was saying earlier before you came on, I, I felt, feel like I know you. Uh, we met through the virtual space, and uh, you someone really, uh, when I met you, was finessing the game, for real, for real, for real. So no question, sis, uh, to have you on is an honor, is a pleasure. So how you been, man? I have been surviving, right? That's all we can do right now. Mm-hmm. But it's been a lot of introspection, you know. It's like you have time where everything mm-hmm. slows down and you get to kind of look inside at yourself. But I've been okay. Me and my daughter homeschooling. Uh, yeah. I got the hang up yeah. right now, you know. So I think I'm, I'm yeah. okay listen, with it listen, now. Let but, me, uh, 
and, and I would be remiss. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be a virtual friend to say my condolences, sis, uh, for the recent passing of your mom. I, I, I when I met you, 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 you didn't even have a kid. So I'm like, oh my gosh, she had a kid. But I also, and we'll talk yeah. about that real quick too. But I also want yeah. to give my condolences as well to you, sis. Okay. Well, thank because, you. Yeah. My well, actually, my mother um, passed about 15 months after my sister. So. Um, it's been uh, some time. It's been, uh, I think this is a fifth or sixth year. But, you know, sometimes holidays hit a little differently. So uh, mm-hmm. I probably had a thought about it. She, she died uh, during Thanksgiving. So, yeah. Um, but, oh, yeah, God. my mother was such a shining force in my life, a Tuskegee Institute at that time graduate. So, uh, you know, from, from whence I was a little girl, I knew about HBCU. She's a, a AKA. And, um, you know, I had it introduced from, from an early age. So what you got for me? <laughs> oh, yeah. So definitely. So, you know, each and every week we want to talk about your experience and bringing people on, you know, who has attended an HBCU. So when did you attend FAMU? What years did you go and what years did you, you know, did you come? Oh my goodness! Here we go with the numbers, but I'll yeah, that's share. what we gonna do. People want to know it. Listen, my Kappa brother, not Kappa brother, I should say in Greekdom, but y'all know I'm five eighty Sigma. But we had a Kappa on last week, 1986. Can you beat that? Um, I I I I shan't beat that. I I <laughs> stepped onto the highest of seven hills in Tallahassee in 1989, and I okay. did graduate. Uh, in 1994 so um, yeah yeah it's been a while we no. had our 30 year anniversary not too long ago yeah I, I saw that from 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 your, from, uh, your class reunion so that's cool yeah. uh, attend the family uh, and tell all listeners where you're from where did you, you know where did you grow up okay so I grew up in Michigan I'm from a town outside of Detroit, about 30 minutes north, called uh, Pontiac, where the Silver Dome used to be. And um, I grew up in private school. My mother um, was a public school teacher, and um, I was exposed to a lot of uh, people who attended HBCU. So a lot of the teachers mm-hmm. who were her friends uh, attended HBCUs. And I was exposed in the sorority. You know, I was in AK teams and I was in a debutante. But a lot of those women were HBCU graduates, too. So um, just just from from a young age, you know, my mother is a graduate of Tuskegee. My aunt, I have a one aunt, a Howard University grad, another aunt, Livingston. My gr- grandfather was Morris Brown. So you I'll have you know, my brother, Tuskegee. Cousin Howard, so listen, HBCU runs through my blood. Um, I would mm. defend them all, but I stand highest on FAMU. But I will go hard for all of them. <laughs> no, that's what's up. And we talk to a lot of people, at least, at least I think we, and I got to get out of this mode. I hosted the entire last season with the co-host. But I, this season, have been speaking with some folks who, you know, never, you know, had that exposure. They had no knowledge, including myself, being someone from Chicago, so Michigan, Pontiac, you know, that's right around the corner. You know, never really having that influence and not really knowing and 
we, we talk about Alpha Kappa Alpha and these Greek letter organizations, not even knowing that that was a thing. You know, when I came on campus, I was like, what is Triangle EO? And AKA was pretty clear to me because I'm like, okay, AKA. You know, that's also yeah, known that was as. The best. <laughs> yeah, you no. <laughs> that was pretty easy. So I really did. Yeah, I got okay. you. No, I no, I, I didn't really know really uh, I can who, have, uh, right? AKA. Who AKA was, but you know, so that influence you had was real dope. You had all these people that you know were at that university. So, but you chose to go to FAMU. So, being on FAMU campus, when, if you can recall, and this is not that long ago, just thirty seconds ago, when you was on campus as a freshman, uh, you know, Richelle, okay. Triple R. We gonna talk about that because that's really <laughs> when I was introduced. Triple R. When you double R was on campus back at FAMU. You uh, had that experience. What was that experience you had when you said, okay, I know that FAMU was the right choice? What was that moment? Do you remember that? So, yeah. So you talk about exposure. So at the time, um, my mother, you know, like I said, I was an AK teen, and I was exposed to a lot. I was in this other group called Pontiac Legate. And um, mm-hmm. so I was exposed to a lot of um, groups that got me kind of involved talking about college. And at that time, the Deltas, as a matter of fact, the alumni group, alumni group of Deltas in Pontiac used to have this uh, uh, black college tour at, at spring break. Mm-hmm. And so okay. my junior year, 11th grade, um, in high school, we go on this black college tour that whole entire week. We went to Howard, Morgan, Fisk, uh, Tennessee State, um, all the uh, down there in, in Atlanta, and we went to FAMU. Um, we went to Tuskegee, and you know, um, I, I think what got me on FAMU, to be honest, now, now, note this is like a 16, 17 year old uh, mind at the time, right? But we went uh-huh, down uh-huh, there uh-huh. during spring break, and it was Q week on campus and I was like, Oh, it's all the way live here. I'm going here. And um uh-huh. <laughs> uh my mother really wanted me to go to Tuskegee and, you know, my brother ended up going after me, but I was like, I wanna just kinda step out on my own. Howard was a little bit too city for me. You know, I'm from Pontiac but it's kind of a mm-hmm. town, you know. I felt like Tallahassee I could handle you know, the, the 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 city that's really a town. And it just seemed so fun, and it was like Florida. Um, and then I knew a couple of people who went to my high school, one that were already down there. And then when I went, it was like mm-hmm. six other guys from my high school that um, all went down to Sam at the same time as me. So that helped too. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I'll just say, you know, what you told me freshman year, Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. Let me tell you. Freshman year, um, first of all, I was, like, totally, like, okay, these people look different than the people that I'm used to. <laughs> and it's, and it's Midwest, something, right? right? We're from the Midwest. So yeah, we, something we from the Midwest, about that. So when you come in, it's different. Not just the dialect and the way they speak. Yeah. It's the way they carry themselves. Yeah, they, they are different the dress, people. And you in Florida. The so Them folks in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. The music. It's, it's just like the music. First time you go to a party and it's bass music, I mean, you, you hear, first of all, at a black college, I was exposed to every kind of music you can think of. And so you're thinking of, like, in Detroit, you know, 
like the tech music, but now you got the Chicago house, you got the you know Florida bass, you got the Atlanta music, you got you know Jamaica music, you got all kinds of exposures, and that's yeah. one thing about a black school. It's not just about being black because you'll see once you go down there, there are so many different kinds of black people. It's like oh, mm-hmm. you know, I, everybody's different, and I think that was mm-hmm. um, the good thing about it, but. As a freshman, I mean, I joined the Michigan Club, which was a whole bunch of people from Michigan. We uh, had a club. We, You know, the Pistons played one da- time down there at the Civic Center. Uh, we went to a game. Like, we did stuff together, kind of remind you of home, you know, so you weren't homesick. And um, you could kind of connect. But, um, oh, freshman year, uh, I, I, I stayed on campus, and I will not. Oh, those dorm days and the, the parties <laughs> and the grand ballroom. Don't get me started. I mean, you might have to take no, an hour. Now I'm going to get me. you started. I'm going to get you started because <laughs> we're going to now talk about you on campus. You are, you, you're a freshman and you're looking at these sororities. Your mother's already influenced you. You're done now, the debutante. So you already knew that AKA was the way. So tell our listeners, when did you pledge Alpha Kappa Alpha? People love their club, so shout out your club. And uh, tell us all your, you know, your information about when did you join AKA? Okay, so my mother, you know, she um, was Annie Bassless down at uh, Tuskegee. She actually played mm-hmm. on a um, exchange program going to the University of Michigan. So it was Beta Eta. She actually t- pledged there and then went back to Tuskegee and and was elected Annie Bassett or the vice president. Um, and and to tell you the truth, I was surrounded by AKAs and, and involved in AKA most of my childhood. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm an individual, and I went down to Sam with an open mind. Of course, my mother being who, who she is kind of was like, okay, but I know uh, in her mind she was like, I wish you would. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll say this. Um, my freshman year, my friends were mostly uh, people interested in being Delta. And so I'll, I'll just be frank and honest. Like, it was a little pre-hazing going on, and the kind of person I was from Michigan, I was just like, who are y'all talking to, you know? So it, it kind of turned right, me off look that like, way. You know, we're not even <laughs> – the people from the Midwest, we're not even speaking to you if we don't know you. Yeah, so coming to the South, that's what I had to get used to. Yeah. Thank you. Because that's I remember going down there to, to register. My mother were walking and, you know, we're going to uh, register. My mother's speaking to people. And I stopped her and I said, Ma, how you know these people? And she's like, I don't. This is what you do down here, Shell. Like, stop. We speak to folks. I'm like, oh. So I had to adjust. So, yeah, my freshman year, those justice was acting like that. I was like, oh, what you won't do? So I um, kind of opened up my sophomore year and started, like, finding out what I needed to do, right? And so during that time, you know, we still could pledge. And, you know, you wanted to be part of these interest groups that kind of told you the steps of what you needed to do. Um, So I ended up... uh, pledging my junior year so uh fall 91 and uh, okay. number 23 uh line name was uh or is nino brown we won't go into the, oh, the wise wow. behind but <laughs> you know that was but coming. i was nino brown 
Um, and uh, I'll tell you what, my line sisters are uh, our 30th is next year, and I'm really kind of hoping okay. that the world opens up so we can have our 30th anniversary down at homecoming. Mm-hmm. But if not, we'll all hold on and, and do it the next year. How many? How many AKAs came off? Okay, so, so here's the thing. I always have to preface because you're 20. Everything with this. Let me preface. So, at at our okay. at our rut that year, there were over 300 um, girls. And at the wow. time, fam, mm-hmm. you had uh, rules passed that you had to have a certain amount of girls online because you had such a big response. And so, you know, I, I'm saying that to say we had 41 on my line. I was number 23. Wow. And mm-hmm. we with most of those girls. Now, um, and that, that's a feat, right? We we just mm-hmm. had a Zoom not too long ago, just kind of checking on each other and making sure everybody's good. Do you need anything? But these are my sisters, my friends for life. And it, sure. it's for funny sure. that you look at how many, but I tell you what, I could call each one of them, and they could call me. I've had them. When I lived in Atlanta, oh, my goodness, they would call me. Can I stay with mm. you? I need to Sure, sure. You know, it's like a it's an expanded mm. network, and then you're all working mm. together uh, to help the community and to give back to the community. Um, but it's mm. a feeling, and it's an experience that I would not uh, give up, and I would definitely do again. Definitely. Right. Stay right there. Stay, stay right there. Stay right there. Because what I want to ask you, I want, I want to take a quick little 15-second uh, ad for my sponsors. I got to pay my sponsors. But when I come back, Shell, uh, I want to ask you about what do you think uh, or what's your response when you hear people uh, say that your HBCU experience doesn't matter or it's not necessarily equivalent <laughs> for the education that you get at a PWI. So it's not relevant is my question, my first question. And then what's your, my second question response to when people say that going to an HBCU is not important. So I'm going to take this commercial break and I'll be right Hurry back. Hurry up, uh, and I want you to Hurry ask up. That. <laughs> okay. Damn. Y'all feel that? Online on demand. The the best podcast. Listen to this podcast every week on your favorite streaming platform.
Patrice Murray Views Photography does it all with stunning photographs. Book your photography session today at lmviewsphoto at gmail.com. All right, so listen, before we took off for this real quick break, I was asking Shell about uh, what is her response to when you hear people say that your HBCU experience or HBCUs aren't relevant, and then also the education or the experience that you get at an HBCU is not as good as what you'll get from a PWI, or for those that don't know, predominantly white institutions or non-HBCU. So, Shell, welcome back. We got my girl joining uh, an alumni, uh, graduate 1991, Right, of uh, Florida A&M. 94. Uh, well, not Florida A&M. 94. 94, 94. 94. okay. You know about Alpha Kappa Alpha. Yeah, what's up, man? So what's your response? It's all good. So what you saying today? Because you hear that a lot. People saying HBCUs don't matter, and then the education that you get isn't equivalent to the HBCU uh, or equivalent to the education that you'll get from a PWI. So here's the thing. Um, when I hear stuff like that, I just, you know, first question I want to ask them is, is who hurt you? Babe, what's wrong? You know, what, what's the matter? Because <laughs> um, <laughs> there's, there's something happening and we care. We want to know. But let me say this. Um, I work for one of the top pharmaceutical companies uh, in the country. One of the top. And when you go when you walk through those hallways and you see black folks in those hallways, the majority that you see, from mm. my experience, are from HBCUs. And I'm going to tell you why. If you are a corporation and you are looking for some of the top blacks in America, well, where should you go to look? some of the top <laughs> black colleges mm-hmm. and universities in America, okay? My my uh, company that I'm with, we have these uh, employee resource groups. When you look within mm-hmm. that group, fam you, fam you, fam you, Howard, Howard, Howard. So it's just kind of like, okay, uh, no, you need to look at your facts. Um when they're recruiting, they come to us. They come to us. And guess what? Most the graduates are. that are there, they encourage them mm-hmm. and they say, I'll go. I'll go do the recruitment for you. Nobody better than me as a black person working at this company to tell this black person graduating from the university I graduated from why you need to come. Look what they did with me, for, for me there. Listen, right now, Mm-hmm. In, in my division, the top person in my division is a black woman. And get, yes, 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 she graduated from Florida a and University. So don't you tell me that it don't matter. But the next thing, personal connection. Those professors know you. I reached out to a professor who uh, uh, then became the dean. I went to school for broadcast journalism. And I reached out to him 20-plus years later, had not been keeping in mm. touch with him, had not sent him notes, didn't go see him at homecoming, minded my business. And I sent him an email and said, hey, Dr. Hawkins, you might not remember me. You know what he said back to me? 
who can forget you? Yes, I remember you, Rochelle. Yes, I do. And let me tell you, for a professor who sees thousands of students over all of these decades to come and say, yeah, I remember you, and gave me feedback on exactly who I was. So it was personal connections to your profession. There's never going to be a time you're in a school like that and they don't say to you, how can I help you stay here to get your education? What do we need to do? That's right. So they're invested in, right. in you as a person. You're not a number to these people. You're a person. They will remember you. They And if you're home for Thanksgiving, guess what? They, I mean, if you're at school and can't go home, they yeah. invite you to their home. Okay. Um, yep. And the last yep. thing I'll say is my lifelong relationship with the people I went to school with. I, I'm a name drop here, just in the entertainment field, because I think y'all will know. There we go. Uh, <laughs> at the same time that I was at FAM, uh, Will Packer was there, Common was there, Rashawn Ali, um, Alan Floyd, he's the head of global uh, uh, touring for Beyonce. You have Stacey College Jack- Jackson, does PR for movies that you all have seen, okay? These are people that I can pick up my cell phone right now and call, and they say, what's up, Rochelle? What's up? What you need? These are lifelong yeah. relationships that you I couldn't get anywhere else. And guess what? When we go back to homecoming and we're, we're there dropping the download to that bass song, nobody cares mm. what's on that business card because we having fun that day. That's the day you can come back and you can kick it. You can laugh. You can have it. And sometimes we say, turn off them cameras. Put them phones down. Because we really got to have fun, you know? Let me let me enter this contest and dance right quick. So, yeah. Yeah. Is that enough? When you get back home. That's a lot. No, that's a lot. And that's what we feel. And that's what we constantly hear. We want to just let people know that experience. And that's, you know, what you say. When you get back on campus, you guys are just rattlers. Uh, you ain't, you know, you ain't Rochelle, you ain't Rashawn, you ain't Will Packer. You just those, you know, people that was on campus from the past. And that's really the HBCU experience, you know, what you talked about with, your, with the professor. Professors are there, and it's the education with the personal touch. You know, you got those folks that are, you know, my, you know, uh, one of my professors, I, I, I haven't, I don't think, told this story on the podcast, but, she wrote my recommendation uh, during the time I was mm. pledged at Five Beta Sigma, and I couldn't wow. even get the recommendation at the time at that point, right? And so um, uh-huh. she was at home and she called me and she said, "Hey, you got to come to my house and get your uh, zip drive because I'm not coming <laughs> on campus today." And it was so funny because it was authentic and it was like your aunt or, you know, for her, she was probably my grandmother, but much respect to Dr. Buck. Dr. Buckingham said, you got to come to my crib and come get it. And I came and she came out with a nice robe and teased across the, you know, concrete and gave you the zip drive. And I'm like, damn, this is HBCU experience. And then uh, she was a member of Sigma Gamma Rho. So shout out to the Alpha Chi chapter of Sigma Gamma Rho at the University of Arkansas, Pablo, you know, so. Listen, I know that experience all too well. Uh, Rochelle, so now you we talked about you're on campus, pleasure Alpha Kappa Alpha. Before you get up out of here, I'll be remiss. I know you talked about the pharmaceutical business. Let our listeners know what you're doing professionally because as we are soaring uh, as HBCUs alumni across the nation, we are in these different fields. So someone may, you know, reach out to you or can learn something about your field. So before you get up out of here, let our listeners know what you're doing professionally. Okay. So I will say this, um, when I 
let me say this before I well, before I answer that question, let me say this. When you're at okay. that HBCU, get your full experience. Enter into every kind of club, group you can. Learn as much as you can. And I'll tell you why. Because those experiences that you're able to volunteer in, whether it be student government, whether it be running, I ran for a, a, one of the queens and won the election, you know. But that taught me a lot of things, marketing, reaching out to people, com- uh, connecting with people that I didn't know. And I'll tell you, that skill set, I, I use it now in, in my current job. So, like I said, I graduated from the journalism school. <clears throat> Let me call. But um, my first couple of years, I did work in the mayor's office as a communications director in Pontiac, Michigan. And I had so many friends, a lot of them being from FAMU, that were in pharmaceuticals at the time. And I was looking to leave Pontiac. You know, you know, I didn't want to stay there. You know, I'd grown up there, and I just wanted to go to you know, different states. And so um, I reached out to those folks that I knew from FAM who had been in pharma. And they talked me through the interview because an interview for pharmaceutical sales is different than anyone you'll ever have. And they talked me through it. Why is that? On, uh, what is that experience like? What's so different about that experience that you uh, find from any other interviews before it's just I think the industry is very guarded okay Mm -hmm. and you have these guards who uh, don't want to let a lot of folks in that don't yeah they just don't want to let a lot of folks in and it's kind of like you've got to know somebody to get in there it's like this special key and so if you make that interview so different than what people are used to, you kind of, you know, knock off the top of applicants right there. Um, mm. But like, like I was saying, like so many people taught me how to, you know, format my resume, what to put on that resume, and um, you know what to say. One of my first interviews, uh, the the manager asked me to sell him this pencil. And, you know, the one mm-hmm. thing about pharmaceuticals is, you know, it, it's changing and it evolves. That was, it's, it's an industry that e- evolves and changes because of so many reasons. But, you know, you have to ask that doctor, whomever you're selling this pencil, you know, to what their needs are. How do they normally use pencils? Uh, who do they like to use pencils with? It's not just selling. It's not just about saying, here are the features and um, this is the cost. When you're in pharmaceuticals and, and I'm talking to a doctor about a new therapy for his patient or her patient, I have to ask them questions to help them do their job while helping patients. And if that, if that um, product is not available to that patient, whereas they can't get it on their insurance, then it's no good. So everything has to align, but you have to be a person who can communicate with everybody in that office because everybody in that office is going to help you get to your end goal, which should be helping as many patients as you can with the right therapy. And so I I use my communication skills throughout all my, um, when you have reviews with your, your managers and you go out on these field rides and they give you coaching reports. They've always said, you know, you have an ability to ask questions and you listen. 
And that's important. You know what? Everybody wants to be heard. Everybody wants Mm -hmm. to know that whatever they just said, you heard something in that. If you spill it back to them, if you give it back to them, that's active listening. And they say, okay, this person, you know, she's here to help me. And so they open up, they end up telling me everything going on. And I'll tell you one thing. It's been most uh, helpful in this virtual world because I just started this job in January. The world shut down early March. And I never got to meet any of my customers in person. So I had to connect over the video, over the uh, iPad. And I looked at myself and said, you know what? You got to be good. You got to be good because these people are are listening to you, they're calling you back, they're responding to you, and they have not seen you in person once. So uh, mm-hmm. it, it's, a, it's a lucrative field, but you have to have a passion, or at least I do. You have to have a passion, and you have to have go, a go-getter inside of you because there's no one watching over your back. No one's telling you, you know, when to start your day, when to end your day. Nobody's telling you where to go during your day. So you have to have a lot of self-discipline to be in pharma. Yeah, that definitely seems like a crazy business to be in. And like you say, a world-focused business, not one that everybody can do. You definitely have to have to have yeah. a skill and a skill set and a gift to uh, be able to sell products. And, and, and I'm not really, uh, you know, knowledgeable about the field. But when I did meet you, before I get about here uh, uh-huh. and, and, and let you no go, problem. When I met you, you were actually starting to, you know, a, a talk show and, and, and kind of creating that space. And that was super fun. And that campaign that you ran with on TV, uh, <laughs> if you could recall that experience and kind of let our listeners draw them in on kind of what that experience was about, oh uh, what you did and how you played that part. Because you were one of the finalists, one of the, you know, top people to uh, be yeah. a part, and yeah. just to kind of set it a little bit, it was to get a show uh, produced by OWN or the Oprah Winfrey Network, and I think executive produced by Oprah Winfrey also, but how was that experience yeah. like? Talk to us about that, though, because that was fun. Oh, my goodness. That was fun. I think that's how I connected with you and a lot of other folks on yeah. Twitter at the time. Dr. Renee. Shout out to Dr. Renee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dr. Renee. Oh, my gosh. That was such a such a unique, it was like 10 years uh, ago. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, uh, that was about three or four states ago for me. I moved so many times. But um, it was, uh, Oprah had this contest called the Own Your Own Show. To be honest, I don't even mm-hmm. know that anybody ever get a show. But uh, yeah, I, I thought about that. Oprah, each and every time I thought about you. Oh, oh, I'm about sorry, you. but each and every time. Yeah, that was a show. Let me tell you. Oh, for somebody needs to call. That was a big scam, like, because she hit the scam with the chicken wings, too. With the scam with the chicken wings, that was a scam, too. Yeah, that was a scam, too. But, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Marketed. We marketed her channel because (laughs) people didn't even know what OWN was at the time. And so here I Mm -hmm. am promoting my show, which was, I think it was called Try Something New or Something New. And something um, I'm new. promoting something it. New. Had, uh, something new. And I have, look, see, it was so a far 2020, back. Something, it wasn't 2020 something new. What was the hashtag, though? It was like no. 23 something new. Or, uh, I, I see, was it just something new? My brain. I've been a mama and every, everything since then. I so know. I can't even, 
I but know. I'll tell you, um, it was just a way I was. I was so proud of y'all. Like I created. I don't even. I did it. I think y'all did it. We created <laughs> the community around me, and yeah. you all promoted my show. I got tens of thousands of votes. I could not have done that by myself, but it was. We connected as a group. You all went out mm-hmm. to your network and sent things out on my behalf. Even at that time, you sent stuff out. Dr. Renee, I had Stacey yeah. Collins sending stuff out. I had Will Packer. Will, Will Packer sent the stuff out. I was like, Will, I'm trying to win his contest. Look, send yeah. my stuff. Will, Will I had all kinds yet. of Will ain't even made a movie yet. <laughs> right. right. I, you ain't even made a movie yet. What you doing this? <laughs> we were just, it was just such this. oh, Twitter was the bomb back then. That's ages, but tw- Twitter was lit back then. You know was what I'm it saying? Twitter? Was it Twitter? Yeah, it was Twitter. Yeah, yeah it was Twitter. we started on Twitter, so it had to be like 2009, 2010, whenever that little contest was. But yeah, yeah. I'll say from there, um, unfortunately, uh, probably three years after that, my sister was murdered, and mm-hmm. I... Um, was able to use some connections that I had get garnered through that, um, just connecting with people on Twitter to get uh, information out to see who her, uh, who the killer was, and use some of my skill set that I had uh, gained from you know FAMU and being in broadcast to be on all of these programs at the mm-hmm. time to raise awareness about it. You know, we we were on the View. Uh, we were on yeah. CNN. It was Ernest, featured on Pierce yeah. Morgan, Wendy Williams, uh, Tom Joyner's uh, program, and then some ID channels, TV One. We were on all kinds of shows. Um, and af- after mm. that, you know, that was a hard time for uh, me and my family. Um, th- some of the people from the crime shows, the producers, reached out to me and asked me, did I want to do a show? And at the really? time, because... Yeah, at the time, I told them I didn't want to do anything connected to murder because it was still so raw. And I think because, mm-hmm. like I said early in the show, my mother died 15 months after my sister was killed. And it was just a lot for me to handle personally. So um, I kind of went away from it. And then it was one um, uh, field producer who kept in contact with me, Aisha Banks, and she stayed on top of me. And she just recently reached out to me um, last year to see if I wanted to do some For My Man shows. It was on uh, TV One. And so um, I told her, well, as long as it's not murder. So I've done two of those so (laughs) far um, where I just kind of provide the commentary. But, yeah, you know me. I want to do something, but Farmer does me so good. It's just hard. I was was listening to Bevy, Bevy Smith talked today, and she's coming out with a book, and she talked about how she, um, you know, quit her job in seven years. It took her seven years to really make some money. She was making, she said she was making $350,000 and quit the job to start on her own. And she said, you know, you go from that to making thirty five thousand. And you know, Bevy, I applaud her because uh, Rochelle can't do that right now. So it's it's <laughs> I applaud folks who can step out like that. But um, I don't I don't know. 
but it, it's something that's fun. I look at what you're doing. I, I listen to your shows. And I said, you know, I, I love your energy. I've always loved your energy. I love your connection. <laughs> Thank people. you, Queen. No, I'll tell you that. You've always had this great way to connect to people. And I think you are doing the right thing right now. We we, we got to tell more people about it because I, I, I like your energy. I really do. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we, we that, that's what it was. It, it never dies. And, and your passion and your energy, I, I can still feel it. And we got to connect, man. I know you're down in Alabama. Um, I did, well, I won't say that, but Alabama is, is a special place for me. And I'll be sharing why uh, very soon. So, uh, But I thank you so much, uh, Sisley, for joining. And it's a good conversation to have. Uh, and your, your, your words still transcend deep because you're someone like I say that's finesse in the game so being on this platform the finesse media um, uh, podcast I really appreciate it because you're that person somebody who's uh, been finessing the game so I, I revere your, your tenacity and your connection and your resources because it is important and also and more importantly represent fam you for us on this episode man. all day so, every day uh, hey stop work stop <laughs> <laughs> Rochelle Ramona Double R My sis man Alpha Kappa Alpha uh, How you feel You got the President elect Kamala Harris You're so wrong I know you're happy about it Right I mean I thought Somebody who uh, Ain't have a, a VP As they so wrong Said something Listen We so happy <laughs> We are so Like I don't even know About the inauguration All that's going on With COVID I, I ordered me A pink coat I got some green leather gloves. Let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Rochelle, sis, man. Keep it locked, man. I love you, man. And uh, you you got a beautiful daughter over there. Uh, That's the queen, too. So thank you for supporting the podcast. That's right. And uh, if you... If you want to share your, if you want to share your social media platform and let folks, you know, keep up with what you got going, because uh, you're someone who's an influencer uh, on the social web, you can also share your social media information with our listeners. Okay, so I am really Ramona, so it's really and then Ramona spelled R E M O N A on Clubhouse, Twitter, and Instagram. That's what's up. That's what's up. Michelle Ramona, man, I appreciate you for joining the podcast. Keep it locked here. We'll, we'll be back with something brand new. We got my girl Karen Porter. We cooking some brownies. Let me put my apron on. Karen, I hope you're ready. We were about to make some walnut brownies. So if you want to stick around, listen to this episode, and we'll be back with something brand new. Peace. Thank you, sis. Thank you. Online on demand. The Network Media Podcast Season 3.
with another episode of Finesse Media Podcast Season 3. And as mentioned before the break, man, I got another guest, another finesse on the game, somebody that's been doing things and baking things. So this is another uh, episode where we're doing things different and having it in the kitchen, man. So what's up, uh, y'all joining us on this episode with my homegirl, all the way from Chicago, and the CEO owner, Karen Porter. What's up, girl? How you doing? Man, it's good to see you, man. And you got me in the kitchen on this episode, so this is the first time uh, <laughs> holding it down on our Christmas edition. Yes, holiday edition. I'm putting you to work. And <laughs> you putting me to work, and that's what we do. So tonight on this episode, what we're doing is making um, brownies uh, for the holidays. So if you're at home, you're listening to us on this episode, you know each and every week we spotlight finesses, but we also want to give you out some good treats. Uh, for the holiday and some good ideas. So I say, Karen, man, put me in the kitchen and let me see what we can do together and how we can make this thing pop for the holiday season because we've been in the Kelowna all season. We got a new president, so we want to make some treats and bring the family together. So all month long, this December month long, you see we had my guest on, Jerome Chapman, last week. We had the great uh, juice on. Hopefully you enjoyed that with Karen. What's up, man? Yes. You ready to make these brownies tonight? Thank you for us. Uh, I am ready. I'm ready to Eat them first. <laughs> <You're ready>. <laughs> so I got my list here too uh, of, of, okay. of ingredients uh, to put, you know, that you put together. So this is your recipe, but let our listeners know and our followers who you are, Karen, where you're from, and how long you've been doing your thing. Okay, my name is Karen Porter. I am from Chicago, born and raised, and I am just a person that loves to bake. I'm passionate about it. It's my entire life. Um, and I've been officially doing it alone, on my own, being an entrepreneur since uh, June of 2019. I love it very, very much. Definitely, definitely. And I know last month uh, you were running uh, to be, um, you know, a contestant in that runoff. So we're not going to say who won yet, but how, uh, right. did you, how did you get into that competition, man? Because I'm voting every single day. I'm like, Karen, you got to get Thank it, man. You, you got to win <laughs> So how did you get into that competition? It's it's actually still going on. It's a long process. And I just happen to see it. I follow so many bakers, some of them from the United States, some of them out of the country, and I just happened to see that post and I didn't think twice before entering my name. I said, What can I lose? So I just I had to get in it. I had to get in it. No, I'm happy that you got into it because you are a finesse uh, sis. Your cakes are phenomenal. Uh, for those that follow, uh, you know, our page, I posted your your cake, and people are like, yo, how can I get that cake? And I'm so happy. You did. You can, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you can now ship these cakes. So let's get into these brownies, man. So the first thing, okay. when I got my bowls ready, so what we need to do, Karen, help me out. I'm not a cook, and I got okay. my wife in the kitchen helping me out, too, on this episode of Finesse Media Podcast. So this is an exclusive for people who have never seen my wife in person. This is she, and uh, we in the building tonight together making some brownies. So what we need to do. Okay, first things first. So you're going to melt the chocolate and the butter. Melt the chocolate and the butter. All right. Melt so the chocolate gonna... and the butter. All right, all right. So I'm going to pass this on to my wife because she can only hear it. You need to talk to her and I'll just, I'll just be doing everything. <laughs> right. so we're going to melt the chocolate and the butter, so let's do that. Right. Uh, you know, and we, we got that going. We got to get Yeah, I got to get through. I got to pull it back up. No, I'm just talking through because I know my folks on audio uh, don't like dead air, so I want to keep on moving. And look, good. Oh, you yeah. can. So, Karen, how long have you been baking, man? How long have you been in the kitchen oh, doing your thing? Um, you can melt it in the microwave in, like, 30-second intervals. 
or you can use a pot of boiling water and then put the chocolate and the butter in the bowl on top of the boiling water and just keep stirring it. Whichever one is easiest for you. All right, cool, cool. She hearing you. She taking it care. But you, you've been a baker. What inspired you to start getting in the kitchen, you know, uh, baking? Wait, you said what? Say that again? Uh, what, what, what inspired you to get in the kitchen baking? Say that one more time. I'm sorry. What inspired you to get in the kitchen baking? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. What well, inspired who inspired you? you? Who? You know, so as a kid... I lived with my dad. My dad raised me and my brothers, and because I was the only girl, every time we would get done eating dinner, he would always say he wanted something sweet, and I was, like, voluntold to make something. <laughs> so I was, like, back then I was making, like, cookies, you know, cupcakes, brownies, but those were, like, the pre-box that you get from the grocery store, you know, where you just add the eggs and the oil and stuff. And then I, as I got older, I just kind of wanted to venture out and see if I could make it from scratch. And then once I did, I realized that it's so much better when you bake, when you bake from home, like when you home bake things. So. No, that's it. Because you, like you say, home baking and, and, and you know not getting it from the store. And so you got inspired, you know that you know that early doing you know those things. So. Growing up in Chicago, were you kind of fascinated by certain desserts in Chicago? You know, we got Eli's Cheesecake, uh, which is a fan favorite. We got the Gary's Popcorn, a lot of food favorites in Chicago. Uh, what has been or what are your favorite places in Chicago to eat? Any kind of restaurant that has kind of inspired, uh, you know, your craft? Well, Brown Sugar Bakery, for one. Brown Sugar Bakery is real good. Shout out to Brown Sugar Bakery. Brown Sugar Bakery. And um, I kind of don't like to admit this because it's not really like a bakery, but I love the brownie uh, Sunday from Fridays. The brownie Sunday from Fridays. Brownie oh, Sunday. You really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't judge me, okay? <laughs> no, I'm not judging. <laughs> I'm not judging because it comes in that little uh, cocktail. Cup. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. And they got the big sticks on the side. And it comes and it got. Right. Spoons and you like it's all me. I'm not eating this with somebody else. Why do I need two spoons? But no, I know what you mean about this, the brownie. So I got the stuff cooking in the back. And so what's next? So once we get this butter going and butter down. Um, butter and chocolate. Okay. So the eggs. You're basically gonna add everything in the bowl except the dry ingredients. Okay. Right? Okay. Add everything in the bowl except the dry ingredients. So, right. So I. Do I need to, like, say what the dry ingredients are? Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and say oh, okay. it. <laughs> I, I just want to make sure. Like, I don't want to, you know. So, the eggs, um, sugars, both sugars. You said you don't have the coffee. Uh, the oil and the vanilla. Add that in one bowl. Okay, okay. You okay. oil and what? Oil and the vanilla? Yes, oil and vanilla, the eggs, and the sugar, both sugars. That you do enjoy making. What are some of your favorite dishes to make? Because this oh, um, probably my favorite dish would be um, 
My red velvet cake. The red velvet cake, okay. Red velvet cake. Right. Red velvet cake. Only because it's my family's favorite. Mm. I literally can't go anywhere with my family function party anybody house without walking inside with red velvet cake. For real. Okay, so the whole family is like, is Karen coming? Uh, really, yes. you don't know she's bringing the red velvet cake. <laughs> they don't. They don't even look for me. Just for my company, is what is she bringing? Is she bringing something? Yeah. Yeah. No, the red velvet cake. Is, the red velvet cake is real good. What, what happened? It popped open, my bad. <laughs> I'm like, what happened? And, you know, <laughs> it just popped open. It, like, it, it kind of went all over a little bit. No, my bad kind of got That's super cool. So for those, you know, who, who don't know, Karen and I, we went to grammar school together, middle school for people that's in the South. Um, since seventh grade, was it Karen? Was it seventh grade? Yeah, Karen seven, and I know Seventh and eighth grade. Seventh and eighth grade together, uh, Karen and I started uh, this friendship, and, and really, uh, I need her to get down to Texas and make that move so we can be having your treats uh, at an excess. Because I, I know you can ship it, but I need you also here in Texas. So, what's the plan for your company, man? Because you're, you're doing so many different treats. You just launched your um, business, an online business. But what's the yeah. next thing, or not next thing, but what is some stuff that we can expect for you coming up? So, I'm in the process of launching a new product. Uh, before the year is over, don't want to give too much away, but I'm hoping it'll be, it, I'm hoping it'll become a fast seller. Mm-hmm. And I've only been, um, <laughs> telling a few people just seeking help mostly because it's new for me. Um, but I'm excited. So it's, it's still going to be desserts, but it's going to be kind of different. Oh man, you, you know it's treats. So you know treats is something that already some people want, and you're just going to tease us with some, um, you know, that's coming up. So that's, you know, something yeah. good. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say it's for adults only. I'll just give that disclaimer. Oh, it's for adults only, man. I definitely yes. want something, you know, for adults only because really alcoholics um, drink cupcakes. We need cupcakes. We need stuff that's infused with alcohol. If you, yes. Yes, yeah, period. Like yeah. it's cause, and the only reason I've I'm launching it is people ask me all the time, do I do it? And I've been saying no for years. So I figure why not? I might as well do it if that's what people want, right? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. If you're going to be doing these uh, infused drinks, and like we say, it's the holiday season, uh, we're right in the middle of December, so a couple of weeks will be countdown to 2021. Aren't you glad that we are with the new president, man? Ooh, <laughs> right? So that's going to be uh, very, very special. Do you plan to cook? Are you planning to celebrate or to do any kind of uh, catering uh, for this upcoming holiday season? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'll probably promote it uh, first and then do whatever orders I can. Um, I'm hoping to hire somebody, too, just so I'm not actually by myself and doing everything alone. So yeah. I want to get to that place, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because the family, like you said, they're looking for the red velvet cake. And then if you got right. no um, uh, situation happening, and then that's going to be a good time for you know, the New Year's, so that's what I'm saying. New Year's is, is popping. So I got my dry stuff happening yep. over here. And okay. what you got, Cameron? I, I see you, you kind of, you, you got cakes and pies already ready over there? I mean, I don't see you mixing and, and, and twisting your fingers. No, not not nothing ready. Um, I typically do keep baked stuff in the freezer because um, that helps to stay fresh. So just in case I need to make a last-minute order or something. Okay. 
Uh, the oven no. should be preheated. We did not preheat the oven. So yeah, we don't have temperature. It should be what, what, what we should preheat. Three, just 350. Yeah. 350. 350. 350. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Forgot. All right. So we got that. So I got oh. the, with the eggs over here. Uh, let me right. tell the people over here so they, they know we ain't just saying stuff. And we actually. Uh, right. And. If you want to check this episode out, if you're listening to it and you're like, my God, I didn't know I can see this, check us out on our YouTube page, Finesse Media Podcast. Uh, check up the YouTube page so you can see what we got going on. Cooking in the kitchen, and it's legal, ain't Illegal. This side. It ain't this side. All right. So what else we got, what else we got going on? Um, all of the, everything has been, yep, vanilla, baking powder and stuff. Yeah, everything has been mixed. It's pretty much ready to combine the wet with the dry. All right. So you're hearing that, Karen, right? Yes. Okay. So to the eggs and the sugar and the oil and the vanilla, you're going to add some melted chocolate and butter. Okay. Or you add, add milk, chocolate, butter to the dry ingredients, right? To the eggs and the, yeah, to the eggs and the sugar, yeah. The dry ingredients we're going to add last. Okay, we're gonna add the dry ingredients last. Okay. Well, we can get it in. And for those, yeah, that's already been done. Okay. That's, yeah, we did that one. Did. That's already been done. Oh, okay. All right. So what's next? What? Then you can add everything else into the bowl and just mix it together. But um, mix it for like thirty seconds until everything is just combined. Don't over mix it. Okay. okay. All right, so we're mixing it, we're mixing it, and mixing it. And as we continue to mix the camera, we're going to continue to mix things on your side. So growing up in yeah. Chicago, uh, again, I'm going to bring it back home because that's where you are. Um, are there any people uh, that has, uh, have businesses uh, that you have partnered with to do any kind of events recently? close with a well-known Chicago baker, Jordan Gaines, or Jordy Cakes. Okay. She, um, she makes the cake jars. She, she used to sell her jars in, like, a lot of the Harold's restaurants and at O'Hare. Um, so she's an entrepreneur that she has her own spot downtown, and I've been working closely with her for probably about a year. And she is offering me to sell my own things out of her shop, although we haven't discussed it officially, okay. <laughs> but she did offer me that. So. Okay. And so restaurants, do you want to have a restaurant? So what's the goal? And, and for Karen's, you know, um, brand, we do want to spotlight the name of your company. So let's go to know the name of your company. With Love and Karen. There you go. So with Love with Karen, do we see this as being a business uh, for a brick and mortar store? Do you plan to just sell online? What do you see? Or what do you see for with Love with Karen? Well, with Love and Karen really came about because I I have a lot of gifts. So baking is one of my gifts. I also write a blog with Love with Karen. Um, and then I'm a natural girl, as you can see, so I make my own hair and body butter that a lot of people request, and I sell sometimes, so eventually, with Lock and Karen will be 
my brand and it'll be everything that I can offer the world ever. <laughs> mm. um, for now, though, people only know me as the baker with love from here. No, and you're making it with so much love. Uh, you can see it when you when you check out, and, and we'll give your information out later uh, in this episode. Uh, how you can see the work that's done is made with love. So, how often uh, or how long does it typically take you to make a cake like what we see? Which what I love is the uh, strawberry uh, shortcake. Uh, shortcake. Oh, the the crust cake. Um, I typically ask. To book, I typically ask them to give me at least a week's notice. Um, but the strawberry, the strawberry crunch cake probably will take the right. The strawberry crunch cake will take uh, maybe two days because I <clears throat> I bake cheesecake in the middle. Like I have my own recipe uh -huh. for my cheesecake, so I bake the cheesecake a day in advance to make sure that it's cool, uh -huh. and then add the cake and then the crunch layer on the outside. So. That will take maybe two to three days. Let me tell you, man, but, I seen that cake and had the cookies on top of it and then the yeah. big, uh, strawberry on top. It's, it's nostalgia for a lot of people because it tastes just like the strawberry shortcake, like the yeah. ice cream bar, for real. Yeah, my wife said, how how can we get one of those cakes? Is that something available on your website? Um, it is one of the ones available. The only thing is I won't be able to ship the cheesecake part, but the cake and, like, Buttercream and the crunch on top. Yeah, we can do that. Okay, okay, cool, cool. And again, we'll give this information out. Yeah, you know, following on how people can keep up with everything you're doing and then ultimately get these cakes. So a restaurant is definitely, you know, um, you know, something I would I would love to see you with because uh, desserts is, is definitely a thing. I got this um, brownie stuff ready. I'm ready okay. to drop it in here. Um, okay. Do I just drop it in here? Is there a special carrot? Where's the pan? Do you have the pan? Oh, let me show you the pan. Bam. Bam. Oh, okay. it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's a silicone. We want to let you know it's a silicone safe. Oh, okay. <laughs> pan, yeah. Okay. So what are we doing? Um, I'm using a Baker's Joy spray so it doesn't stick. But you can use like olive oil or butter or whatever. <laughs> Okay, so we got olive oil and butter. We're going to spray it. This is a silicone, so it don't really stick, but I'm going to go ahead and just spray it just in case, you know, this thing uh, trips up on us tonight. Well, my mic's live. You know, you might die. I don't feel like Yeah, this is good, too. This is a, uh, a carrot recipe. I think you should do a book. It does smell good, right? I can smell it. People who watch it, you probably can smell it, too. We're going to put the recipes in the description as well uh, so you can make it, too. And then tag us in it as well. Let us see your uh, with, love, oh, with Love by Karen um, Brownie, because that's what this is. Right, that is it. Yeah, so we got this in here. Karen's still whipping hers. I think she put some extra sauce in hers because we done over here. Karen, what you doing? What is that? The walnuts. That's walnuts. No, I thought that looked like cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Mr. No, Mr. I'm kidding. No, I'm okay. I'm okay. It, it, it looks good, though. It smells amazing, yo. Yeah, man. So, Karen, I, I, Brian's a simple that you can make, too. I think it's one of those things. Um, that you can make at these events when you 
you know, when you're having something quick for a family social. <laughs> it's a family social. It's real good. So we're gonna put Oh yeah, you can everybody can get involved. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna put mine in the oven. Uh so it's all set for those that can see. It looks pretty decent. Those that made by cameras. Uh Y'all see, I got the, uh, well, that's neither here there. Uh, but I do have my uh, Chicago Bears. Shout out to Chicago Bears. We uh, successfully lost uh, today. Uh, but <laughs> they know, lost today? Yeah, we lost today. So I won't say that the game was a team we lost against because we lost. It doesn't matter. But I'm rocking my Chicago Bears apron anyway. Oh, man. See, Cameron, you're making a lot. And then, so you are at home baking. Uh, you said 40 minutes at a time, right? Yeah, 45 minutes. That's how long we can. You sprinkling. What else on top of yours? Well, I like I like to put a timer on my phone for like 30 minutes and then check it. Okay. And like, I'm turn the pan around in the oven. Turn the pan around. So we're going to turn it around midway. So like in 15 minutes? And like 30 minutes, yeah. 30 minutes, we'll turn the pan around and then let it rest for the duration of 15 minutes. And then we take it out at 45 minutes? Right. Okay, cool. And then you'll use a toothpick to check it. You use a toothpick. Okay, cool. So you should. And I'm going in the oven. You, let me, can you bring, okay, you, you brought I want you to see the wall that's yeah, on the ground. Yeah, you put it in there kind of fast, Carol. That's how you'll see that. Because, you know, <laughs> that's why we're here. You, you, threw it, you threw it in the oven too fast. Let, let, let us, you know, let us. <laughs> all right. Come on, bring it closer. Come on. People say, I can't see. Man. Yeah, there you go. There, that looks good. There too. you go. There you go. Let people see what they're going to get. Well, yeah. Because you have brownies also on your website, correct? Right, right. Yep, That's I do. what I'm saying. So let people see what they're going to be getting in the mail. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> let people see. They want to know it. So go ahead and put that in the oven, and we'll okay. set our timer, and it's yeah, for yeah. 45 minutes. Uh, for people that's watching, we're going to speed this tape up, so it won't be for 45 minutes. But what I will say, Karen, is when you're making these uh, different desserts, um, you, you, you mentioned who gave, who gave you the inspiration of doing, uh, you know, desserts. But talk to our listeners about uh, days where you feel like, I don't want to bake, and I want to do something different. And what keeps you going? What's your drive? Um, those days, are pro- I'm, I'm, pro- I'm more than likely tired because this this. Doing this, I have to be on my feet every day. Um, some days I do get overwhelmed while I kind of forget to eat sometimes. Um, I know. I know. I'm not a good planner. I'm not a good planner. Sometimes, honestly, honestly, can sometimes I be so focused on what I have to do, I just forget everything else, including myself. But those days where I am overwhelmed, I just remember – why I'm doing it and how much I love it. And I'll get a review from a customer, how much they love what I make and um, how much they enjoy my baking. And that motivates me because I realize a lot of people aren't as passionate as I am. So they don't love it like I do. Um, so that's what keeps me going, really. So, And my follow-up question is, is the question I ask each, each and every guest that comes on the podcast. Uh, because you all are Vanessa. So, again, thank you again for joining us on this special episode uh, because you are somebody that's finessing the game. 
But I ask each finesse that comes on the podcast, who's finessing the game for you? Who's that person that you not necessarily emulate or want to model after, but somebody that you go, damn, you're finessing the game. So who's that finesse for Karen? Oh, that Vanessa for me will probably be the baker that I uh, work out or work with is uh, Jordan. I mean, she's amazing. She's She's been baking, and she's been an entrepreneur for 10 years, and she's only 26. She's been doing it since she was 16, never had a real job. This is all she knows. Um, so even the opportunity to work with her and work side by side with her is incredible, like an answer prayer for real. So she's definitely killing the game. Yeah, so because people who finesse the game for me are, again, those that are finessing or not using the word in its own definition, but those that are really operating in the highest level of their craft. And you, you right. said to me uh, kind of a moment before what gives you the motivation and what keeps you going. But if someone that's out there listening um, to us or watching that wants to be a baker, and they're just scared to kind of take that first step. And again, congratulations on launching your business. But what would you say to that person that's scared to take the next step to bake? And they're probably the person like you that everybody wants, to, you know, for them to bring that special dish, <laughs> you know, to the next uh, family function. But what would you say to that person uh, that's looking to get into bakery? Or to really start anything on their own business? get started or get scared, if they're scared, I would say it's your duty. Um a lot of us in, in baking and or even in our own craft, whatever, whatever that may be, it's a God-given talent. It's a God-given passion. So it's your duty to do it. And just remember that. Remember that nobody has the gift that you, do, that you do. Nobody can bring to the table what you do. Yeah, there are a lot of bakers, but nobody is you. Like, you are individual. You bring something completely different to the game, to the table. You're in your own lane. And we need you. <laughs> we definitely need you. The world needs you. So get out of your head. Don't let fear take you down. Don't think it's too many of us out there. You have faith. There's enough room for you. I promise it's enough room. You're going to be okay, and we all can get paid, okay? Well, <laughs> so, yeah, there's always paid. Nobody's in business to not make money. Karen Porter. Right who's finessing the game and will continue to finesse the game. Thank you, sis, for joining this episode of Finesse Media Podcast Season 3. But let our listeners know, for those that's uh, checking us out, how they can keep up with you and ultimately get some of this fantastic desserts that you just plan on your website. Oh, of course. So the business name is With Love from Karen. Facebook is With Love from Karen. Instagram is With Love from Karen. The website to order is withlovefromkaren.net. Um, I ship cakes, brownies, cookies. Um, I also do custom cakes. If you're local to Chicago, if you go to my website, there will be a few pictures there where I've done like a unicorn cake, uh, princess cake, just all different types of theme cakes. I do do those. Um, and then you can contact me at the website as well, with love from Karen.net. What's up, man? Karen Porter, man. You got to come back, and thank you for blessing us with these treats. We'll let y'all know. Check our page out right now. You're probably already seeing me smashing some of the brownies, and then also seeing the ultimate, uh, you know, uh, results of this cake. So, uh, Karen, thank you again, sis, for joining the episode of Finesse Media Podcast. And y'all been listening to me uh, each and every week, talking to people that's finessing the game. And we'll see you next week with something brand new. Karen, thank you so much, sis, man. Thank you. Thank you.
We'll see you, sis. Take it easy. <laughs> Bye. Wanna do, hey, you make me think you really turn me on. Hey, Check it out. What? This has been another edition of the Finesse Media Podcast. Join us again next week for the latest news from HBCU. Special guests and co hosts. Thank you for listening to the Finesse Media Podcast. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.